Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Have you ever been with a toxic person and they end up flipping it around on you? Like they end up telling you that you're the narcissist. Like you're talking to your husband one day after he just can, he just got caught and you're cheating and you're calling him out and you're saying, I can't believe you're such a narcissist. And then a week later, you're the one that's getting berated saying that you're the narcissist. You're the toxic one. Have you had that happen? So many times we see this happen when someone brings up to the other person, like, I think you're a narcissist and then it flips it around. It gets switched back on them. It gets projected onto them that you're the toxic one. Then you get stuck in the cognitive dissonance, which we talked about earlier today. You get stuck in this limbo land of not knowing. You might deal with the reactive abuse, and then they're pointing out pieces of the reactive abuse of like, see, you're abusive. You're the toxic one. It makes you super confused. What's actually going on with this? Like, why is this actually here? When we talk about narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, how it's diagnosed and how it gets to the place of saying like, hey, this person has NPD. We don't diagnose on this channel. I don't diagnose clients or anything like that. But we go through the traits. We go through the things of the nine characteristic narcissistic personality disorder. And we see, hey, does it match up? Does it look that way? Why in the when they're at that place and you're like, this person is like pretty close to being a narcissist, if not full-blown narcissist. Like, why do they switch it around and try to make you look like the narcissist? Well, we have to understand a little bit of the driver about what's going underneath narcissistic personality disorder. One of the biggest driver is this aspect of shame avoidance. You see, as a narcissist, I want to be able to avoid shame as much as possible. So I would do that in all aspects of my life, however I felt needed or necessary to do so. So when my wife was saying something to me, I didn't want to be able to feel that shame, that blame, that accountability in that moment. So I wanted to put it back on her. I wanted to give it to someone else. I'll give you a recent example. It wasn't too long ago. I made a call where I was like, hey, you guys are coming in town. Feel free to be able to stay here. And we got to the place where we were like, wait a second, like we have a conflict of plans. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. And I realized either my wife was going to have to tell someone plans to change or I was going to have to tell someone plans to change. In that moment, I didn't want to do it. Why? Because I didn't want to deal with the shame of just saying one thing to that person and then having to go back and say a completely different thing. So as a result, there's a piece of this shame that feels like, ah, oh, man, I don't actually want to own up with this. I don't actually want to say this is what's going on. And so I had to be able to take a moment and go back. I made it kind of like a funny thing. And I was like, hey, this is a non-narcissistic thing to do. But uh, just the thing that I just told you, hey, we might have to change that because of X, Y, and Z. There was a piece of me that felt so bad, not how they were going to respond, but how that was going to make me look. And I had to get over that because that shame piece is one of the biggest things that's affecting a narcissist. Typically with shame and guilt, a narcissist is going to switch it around and try to blame it and put it on someone else so they don't look bad, so they don't feel bad, so they don't actually own up to the things that they do. The aspect of blame is taking this blame piece and putting it on another person to be able to avoid the shame and guilt and to place it on another person, to put that shame, that guilt on another person when it's not true.
but the whole goal is let me get away from it. This is the process of projection. Narcissus is putting an image on you that's not true. But the whole idea is let me put that on you so I don't have to deal with it, so I don't have to feel it, so I don't have to approach the possibility of that actually being true in my life. It's this whole drive of avoidance of accountability. It's this whole place of like, I want to be able to get away from being accountable for the things you're holding me accountable. I want to be able to get away from the truth. Oftentimes I would do this by lying, by just saying, no, I didn't do that by deflecting the conversation and by gaslighting to try to make sure that I wasn't held accountable. It wasn't just that I wasn't doing that. I was like, are you serious? You're actually questioning that right now? Like, I can't believe you'd actually say that about me. Trying to flip it around to make the other person feel bad for even bringing up a concern. Everybody's opinions and concerns and criticisms were always an attack on me. It's the story I told myself. So I had to push back. I had to fight. I had to deflect. I had to defend. I had to tell myself all these different stories and thoughts and ideas to be able to avoid being held accountable, to be able to avoid being guilty, to be able to avoid that shame. With the projection piece, oftentimes it's used to deflect attention. Like it's not just avoiding that accountability, but it's also let me reduce the attention that's actually put on me. They might be like, I thought a lot of narcissists liked attention. They do, and attention and admiration, but there's a piece of it that I want to deflect it when it's calling me out. I want that attention to boost myself up, right? But not when it's calling me out on the shit that I've just done. And so this idea of like, let me deflect it by accusing you of the same thing that I'm doing. So we'd see that at times in my relationship where I'd accuse my wife of cheating. She's never cheated. I had. And I was the one that was projecting it onto her. There's a piece of like, well, I want her to cheat because then I can leave. Then I can break up and I won't look bad. I want her to cheat because then it justifies that I'm already cheating. Like I want this to happen and it doesn't really matter the aspect of it. I just was like, you're the one doing it because I wanted to avoid that possibility of it looking like I was doing it. So narcissists will accuse you of what they're already doing. And oftentimes it's easy to see like this is what they're doing to you and they're going to take it and they're going to place it on you. You're like, wait a second, like, I'm not angry. And the narcissist is like, yeah, you're angry. Like, I can't believe you're angry. And you start to realize they're switching stuff around. They're placing it on you. It's this thought process that if I feel angry and I put it on you, then that anger I don't have to deal with. I've compartmentalized. I've boxed it up. I've shipped it over to you. And now I don't have to deal with it. What a narcissist doesn't realize, it's still there. It's just hidden. It's just boxed up a different way. Well, what happens when you get to the place when you confront the narcissist that they're a narcissist? When you know of what you actually know, when you know that they're a toxic person and you get out and you tell them that they're a narcissist, don't be surprised when they flip it back on you. You see, a lot of times a narcissist will take what you say, will learn from it, will change, develop different pieces of it and flip it back and put it on you. And all of a sudden you're sitting there being called that you're the narcissist, that you're the toxic one, that you're the abusive one, and that they don't feel emotionally safe around you and you're just left being like, that's what I just said. Because you start to realize that you're in a relationship with another person that doesn't care and also doesn't hear you. Not that they're incapable of hearing, but they choose not to acknowledge your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. And this makes it hard to be able to have any type of uh, working relationship with a narcissist. Narcissists will educate themselves, they'll deflect, and then they'll run away from the conversation. I would say don't tell a narcissist that they're a narcissist. People are like, well, why? Why would you not do that? Because if they're unwilling to work on aspects of themselves, they won't work on aspects of NPD. 
If they're unwilling to actually work on the lying piece, then they're not ever going to get to the place that they admit that they're entitled, grandiose, have no empathy, and don't really care about people, and they're narcissists. Like, they're not going to work through that. So like work on the small things. If you want to confront the small things, confront the small things. But how they handle the small things shows you how they handle the big things. This is proved time and time again. Sometimes people come to the table and they're like, how do I work on my alcoholic narcissist? I'm like, fix the alcohol. Because until you fix that, there's no way you can even touch narcissism. And then you have to touch honesty. Then you have to touch vulnerability. Then you have to touch consistent change. Then we can talk about narcissism. Like it's, it's not going to happen. Unless they're willing to work on those small pieces, they're never going to be able to willing to work on the big pieces and the stuff that you have to do. So what do you do? When you're stuck in this aspect, when they're putting it, when they're projecting it back on you, and they're making you feel like you're a narcissist. First thing you do is you need to self-reflect. You need to start looking and questioning like what is actually going on? Did this really happen? What's actually real? And you're going to journal this out. You're going to write down the things that have happened. What's actually going to go on? You're going to put down your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions so you can actually see, wait a second, this actually happened. They're telling me that I did this, but I didn't. They're telling me that this happened and it didn't actually happen. Like, let me actually make sure. You need to be able to get advice from other people because other people are going to come alongside and be like, hey, like, that's not true. Like, you don't act like that. This isn't something that you do. Like, it's okay. And once you see that advice, you're like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand that this is something completely different. But until you get a different perspective, sometimes you only take the narcissist perspective and you're like, well, maybe I am toxic. And you have to get clarity from that confusion to be able to find the truth, to be able to see what's actually real, what's actually happening. Like you have to focus on that. Once you're able to get that clarity, you're able to see the game that's being played and you're able to step away mentally and emotionally from that toxic game that is being played. You have to know like what you've actually given to him and what he's given to you. Now, what I mean by that is like, how much have you changed in the relationship versus how much has he changed? Because a lot of times we'll find people that have modified and molded so much of their personality, but they haven't had anything get reciprocated back to them. You'll see a person in the relationship where you have given over and over and over to him, but he's unwilling to actually give back. Like my wife continued to provide and help and be there and, and support through all this hard stuff. And I wasn't willing to do that back. And if you're in that situation, like you need to understand, like that's not a you problem. That's a him problem. Like that's not something that you made happen. That's something that he chose not to show up and not to support, love, or care for you. But oftentimes we're stuck in the limbo, in the cognitive dissonance, stuck not knowing what to believe. And we have to be able to take a look, not at the words, but what's being demonstrated, what's being actually shown on a day-to-day -day basis. If you don't see honesty, vulnerability, or consistent change, you need to leave. My goal is to lead and help guide you to the truth. We do that on all the platforms through awareness, growth, healing, change, development. That's the five stages that we have in Raw Motivations to help you move through your healing process so that you can get free. I invite you to go to escapetoxicity.com today to be able to check out what we actually offer and where the progression goes of helping you understand what narcissism is, of helping you define and see it, of helping you move forward seeing visuals and videos and thoughts and ideas and daily shares and connecting with other survivors of how to be able to step-by-step step, systematically get free from that toxicity. Check out the link below, escapetoxicity.com. Escape